Okay, uh, let's see. So Isaac is uh, Isaac. Zach's on the call, so we have everyone. I'm sorry about that, Zach. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the meeting will now come to order. Uh, Clerk Hardebees, could you please call the roll? Council Bears. Present. Vice President Carabiello. Present. Councilor Knight. Councilor Knight is here. There he is. He waved. Present. It's good enough. <laughs> Councilor Marks. Present. Councilor Morell. Present. Councilor Scarpelli. Present. President Falco. Present. All seven members are present. Uh, 19659 and 20-042 committee the whole meeting notice Wednesday, May 27th, 2020 at 6 p.m. Pursuant to Governor Baker's March 12, 2020 order suspending certain provisions of the open meeting law, general law chapter 38, section 18. In the governor's March 15, 2020 order imposing strict limitation on the number of people that may gather in one place, this meeting of the Memphis City Council will be conducted via remote participation to the greatest extent possible. Specific information and the general guidelines for remote participation by members of the public and or parties with the right and or requirement to attend this meeting can be found on the City of Medford website at www.medfordma.org. For this meeting, members of the public who wish to listen or watch this uh, watch the meeting may do so, so by accessing the meeting link contained herein. No in-person attendance or members of the public will be permitted, but every effort will be made to ensure that the public can adequately uh, access the proceedings in real time via technological means. In the event that we are unable to do so, despite best efforts, we will post on the City of Medford or Medford Community Media website an audio or video uh, record transcript or other comprehensive record of proceedings as soon as possible after the meeting. There will be a meeting of the Memphis City Council Committee to Whole on Wednesday, May 27th at two, uh, 2020 at 6 p.m. via Zoom. Uh, the purpose of the meeting is to review and discuss the proposed marijuana ordinance. Uh, the City Council has invited Acting City Solicitor Kimberly Scanlon, uh, Chief of Police Jack Buckley, Building Commissioner Paul Mulkey, Chief of Staff David Rodriguez, uh, Director of Public Health, Marianne O'Connor, and representatives from KP Law to attend the meeting. For further information, aids, and accommodations, uh, contact the City Clerk at 781-393-2425. Sincerely yours, John C. Falco, Jr., Council President. Uh, I'd like to uh, welcome everyone to the meeting. Thank you for being here tonight. Uh, at our last meeting, we made significant progress uh, with regard to the uh, marijuana ordinance. And... Um, uh, uh, let's see, Jonathan, it's Silverstein from uh, KP Law is joining us tonight. Jonathan, are you on the call? I'm here. Great. Thank you. Um, good evening. Oh, good evening. Thank you for being with us tonight. Sure. Um, and uh, so Jonathan is with us. Uh, we have him until approximately 7 p.m. tonight. Um, and uh, and, and uh, Jonathan, I believe in your last car correspondence, you had said uh, there are some things that still need to be um, addressed in the ordinance. And I was wondering, uh, sounds like maybe it'd be best to uh, maybe go through the points that I think uh, you feel that still need to be addressed um, and then we can move from there. Does that sound like a good plan? Uh, yes, Mr. President. And just so you know, I was able to get my meeting pushed back to 7.30. So uh, okay. give me more breathing room. Um, Thank you. So there's, there's not a whole lot left. Um, I, uh, I've reviewed uh, the notes of the council's uh, last hearing. I've spoken to uh, Katie Lockman. We went through and revised the ordinance 
And basically, all of the council votes that sort of definitively addressed certain of the uh, changes proposed in our last red line draft have already been made just to so it wouldn't be as busy with redlining. Um, so uh, it, obviously, if there are any questions about anything that isn't redlined, I'm happy to address them. But I believe that uh, the first change in the document um, is on the, uh, um, sorry, my computer's being slow, is under requirements on, um, Jonathan, page five. If, if I may, uh, and I'm not sure if you're on your phone, uh, would you like to share your screen or would you prefer one of us mm -hmm. to share my screen? Yeah, if you don't mind sharing your screen, I am on my phone. I apologize. Okay. I, I, will, I will try to do this. So <laughs> My Wi-Fi is not uh, very good enough uh, to have a constant connection. Okay, so let's see here. Uh... Is everyone able to, uh, can everyone see the screen? Rick, uh, any, can anyone see the screen or can everyone see the screen? Yeah, a little bigger. That better? Much better. Okay. And I'm gonna scroll down to page five. Can everybody see me scroll up to page five? Yes. Okay, just wanna make sure we're all on the same. Page. No pun intended. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> now we know. Now we know where it comes from. <laughs> all right. Um, so again, uh, please, anyone, uh, hop in with any questions as we go through this. Uh, this is. <clears throat> you'll recall that uh, we had recommended separating out the host community agreement process from the special permit process. And as a result, it sort of changed the sequence of, of what was going to be required in terms of when the host community agreement uh, and the approval of the cannabis advisory committee would be required relative to the special permit. So uh, what we thought made sense was to have the special permit uh, application be accepted prior to execution of the HCA, but that an HCA had to be executed before issuance of the special permit. Uh, and with respect to the Cannabis Advisory Committee, um, there would have to be, and, and this is for council discussion, the way it's currently drafted is that there would have to be a recommendation from the Cannabis Advisory Committee, not a final HCA executed with the mayor, but a recommendation from the CAC prior to the application for the special permit. So I guess the only thing for the council to think about there is when the CAC is likely to be established, uh, what the timing is that the council envisions, and if you do want to require that recommendation simply to apply for the special permit, otherwise we could take out that first sentence. Okay, uh, any questions, comments uh, from the council on that? Or does everyone understand that? Or, oh, uh, council on that. 
Um, I was just going to say, I think that that's reflective of the votes that we had taken in the past and the discussion that we had. So I'm fine with it. I think, that, I, I think that um, to have the special permit accepted, but not fine uh, the application accepted, but um, you know, no, issuance not happening until the HCA is squared away makes sense, and that's reflective of what we discussed. So I'd support the change. Okay, are we all in agreement with that? Is everyone in agreement? I agree. Well, motion to accept the change, Mr. President. Second. Okay, on the, on there's a motion by Council, uh, Vice President Carviello, seconded by Council Beers to accept that change. Uh, Clerk Herdebees, do you have that? Typing it up right now, Mr. President. Okay. Okay, I've got it. So uh, can you read that back just so we're all uh, in agreement? The, the, the change is that no, the change, the, the change in the new draft is that no special permit shall be issued until an applicant has successfully negotiated a host community agreement with the city. Uh, and then Vice President Caraviello moved to accept that change. Okay. So on that motion, by Vice President Rick Caraviello, seconded by Councilor Beers. Clerk Herdebees, please call the roll. Councilor Beers. Yes. Vice President Caraviello. Yes. Councilor Knight. Yes. Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morell. Yes. Councilor Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes. Seven in the affirmative, zero in the negative. The change is accepted. Okay, uh, Jonathan, if we can move on to the next story, where would you recommend we go from here, I guess? Certainly. Uh, next page, page six, about middle of the page, there's uh, some language deleted. Okay. Okay, page six. Yes. Um, you might want to scroll further down. It uh, on my it's page six on mine. It, it looks like the pagination is a little bit different. There you go. Um, B one operational provisions. So is this piece up top okay? This past due, the city's adopted the provisions, general law, chapter 48. Is this? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, so it looks like this version, Mr. President, I don't know if you can click on the, the red bar on the side. That will show all of the changes that have been made. Is that it? Uh, if, if you go to the top left, you've seen next to comment or change, there's a little one down the pit. Yeah, that. There you go. Can you see the, can you see the changes though? You, yeah. So you okay. see on the left-hand side where it says deleted. Um, so we recommended deleting the reference to independent testing labs, uh, packaging, labeling, and advertising standards because general, for two separate things, the independent testing labs, Quite frankly, they're extremely heavily regulated, and I don't think the city likely wants to get into the, the science of what happens in these testing labs. Mm -hmm. uh, it's extremely nitty-gritty, and the, the CCC is 
is all over that with very detailed regulations and uh, strenuous licensing requirements. Similarly, on packaging, labeling, and advertising standards, those are not typically things that are governed by zoning, and they're you know heavily regulated by the CCC. And uh, I I wouldn't think that the the council or the um, the city is going to want to get into those very sort of the minutia of those types of standards. So that was our recommendation was not to uh, try to regulate those things. Okay. Uh, any questions from the council on that point? Sounds good. Motion to accept the recommendation, Mr. President. Okay, on the motion uh, by Council Knight to accept the recommendation. Second, Mr. President. Seconded by Vice President Caviello. Mr. President, just if I could, in the interest of time, is, yes. it, is it possible to go through maybe three or four or five recommendations? I, I was going to say, maybe um, maybe no, you should no. take up all, what if we took up all the recommendations under uh, right. Jonathan Wolf's page or the next page, just so we can, rather than take so many votes. Should it be everything under like maybe operate, operational provisions? Is that sound correct? Yeah. That sound, all right. Well, yeah. yeah. That John, sounds good, Mr. Let's go on to the next one. The other option, uh, Mr. President, if the council wants to do it this way, is we I could go through all of them, and the council could stop me if there's something that there's concern about. And if there isn't, you could just vote on all of them at once. That sounds like a plan. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. All right. Great. Um, so the next one is in the next paragraph. Uh, again, this just goes to timing. Uh, with respect now to when the council wants to have the security plan submitted. Um, again, now that the host community agreement isn't going to be executed necessarily prior to the uh, issuance of the, uh, prior to the application for the special permit, do you want to have that submitted prior to the hearing? Uh, I just picked a date of two weeks prior to the uh, opening of the public hearing. There's no magic to that. Um, I thought that would give time for uh, the chief, who I believe you said is on the line, to have a look at it and um, at least get some preliminary input to the uh, board if it's um, you know if there were any major issues there. Yeah, it works for me. Okay. Um. Okay. I'm sorry, Chief Buckley, did you have a comment? Uh, yes, thank you, uh, Mr. President. I just wanted to acknowledge that I am online listening to this, and I have reviewed this slightly. For the most part, uh, the security plan is pretty straightforward and basic, but it doesn't outline any details. Um, if it doesn't impact anyone, I would request longer than two weeks, uh, only for the sake of, I don't know what I'm going to see when somebody presents me with a security plan, uh, Scheduling can be difficult sometimes, and I imagine it's going to take multiple meetings to get certain things. So, um, you know, I don't want to create much of a hassle here, but two weeks is a short period of time in a police chief's life to, you know, especially if you have to argue over a security plan, uh, that could be basic. So I would request additional time when it comes to that. 30 days, chief. That would be fine with me, yep. Yeah. It's, it's helpful. 
Council Cariello, I, I missed that. What did you say? I uh, suggested to the chief 30 days, and he uh, he, he seemed to think he was fine with that. Okay. Uh, so uh, let's see, Council Knight. I think it's also important to point out, Mr. President, that um, in the selection committee ordinance, we have the chief of police playing a vital role as a member of the selection committee, too. So I don't anticipate uh, too many applicants giving him a hard time over the security plan when they're going to have to go before him for an interview for ranking um, to be forwarded for uh, host community agreement uh, discussions. So um, I thank the chief for his, uh, his input, and I certainly welcome any recommendations that he'd make uh, to the paper to make his life easier and ensure that we uh, provide the safest possible opportunities for uh, these dispensaries. Uh, so with that being said, um, if the chief has a recommendation of on what period of time or amount of time, um, I'd be happy to hear it. Well, 30 days was off, and I think that's reasonable. And uh, I, I made a motion of 30 days, uh, Mr. President. Okay, on the motion of, oh, Councilor Marks. So there's a motion on the floor, for, one second, Councilor Marks. There's a motion on the floor for 30 days, Seconded by Council Knight, am I correct? Sure. Okay, Council yeah. Marks. Okay, so just so I understand the process then, once a, uh, the security plan is given to the chief of police, is there, Jonathan, a required sign-off? Or uh, it, it doesn't seem to me, it just says that they shall meet with the chief or his designee regarding the applicant's security plan prior to a special permit, issuance of a special permit. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, so uh, we did uh, we did consider this, and, and obviously, uh, if the council wanted to put in a requirement for an approval by the chief, um, again, I think a little bit of it comes down to timing, um, but uh, I, I guess a couple thoughts. One is we have put in there the requirement that there be a, a recommendation by the CAC, uh, which, as Councillor Knight noted, uh, the chief is going to play an important role on the CAC. Uh, in addition to that, um, the uh, the security plan is going to be obviously strongly reviewed. You're going to want to issue a special permit if, if there's a strong concern expressed by the chief. All of that being said, if you wanted to have a recommendation in there, uh, a requirement for a positive recommendation or approval by the chief, that's fine. I know in talking to some other chiefs, uh, they haven't been comfortable. They've been comfortable reviewing and commenting on a security plan, but not necessarily giving a quote unquote uh, approval or recommendation in favor of a marijuana business. So that's why we didn't include it, but it certainly could be included. That, that's fine. That, that, that works for me. Um, I was just wondering, you know, what the procedure was once it's uh, given to the uh, chief of police. But that works for me. Okay, so we're going to change that to 30 days, if I'm correct? Uh, yes, Mr. President. Did you want to take a vote on that now, Mr. President, or wait and just include that at the end? I didn't know what your process would be uh we can uh, i would say mr clark do you have a preference as far as far as taking these one at a time or mr president mr uh, president, president seeing this is seeing that this is a change um 
maybe we should take a vote on any changes that we're going to make and the stuff uh, that we're not changing, we can vote all on as, as a package at the end. Okay. Well, let's do that. that that's a good point. So it is a change. So we're going to change that to 30 days. Katalmax, did you have a change as well? Or, or were you just no, 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 no. I was just wondering what the um, sign off process was, but I'm fine Perfect. with the existing. Okay. I just want to make sure. Just want to make sure we got no problem at all. Okay. So on the motion of Vice President Carviello to uh, make the update to at least 30 days uh, to that section. Second by Mr. Council Knight. Second. Clerk Hurtabies, please call the roll. Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Council Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell. Yes. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes, seven the affirmative, zero in the negative. The motion passes and the change is adopted, I guess. Um, Jonathan, moving on. Yes, Mr. President. Um, there are a couple really just minor language changes. Uh, oh, well, first, uh, at the bottom of page, well, my page seven, um, under operation and management plan, uh, there's just the language requiring that the documents be submitted to the health department and the building commissioner, um, which is pretty standard. Uh, then a couple of language changes under the emergency response plan, um, just referencing the uh, submittal to the special permit granting authority and indicating again that um, there needs to be a meeting prior to the public hearing on the emergency response plan. In the next uh, section, again, we deleted reference to uh, independent testing labs, packaging, labeling, and advertising standards, um, consistent with what we discussed a little earlier. Jonathan, I'm sorry, where, where are you right now? I just wanna make sure we're all following along. Absolutely, so I am uh, in subsection D. Right now it, it says disposal and odor control plans. Okay. There you are, yeah. So again, we I just, uh, took out the, the discussion about mold and pesticides and those things which are highly regulated by the CCC. Uh, and it looked like this was really just sort of importing the CCC standards into the bylaw, uh, the ordinance anyway. Um, again, just some language changes in the remainder of the page. Uh, under, um, in the third paragraph down, I believe, uh, actually second paragraph now, uh, where it begins an applicant for a special permit. Um, uh, so we just added in reference to cultivation of product. I see a typo, it should be applicate special permit to engage. Just made that change in cultivation or product manufacturing. Um, and then again, we took out reference to 45 days um, and um, just said it shall be uh, that it, the applicant has to submit the order control plan um, as part of its application package. And then we move down uh, the language about who it has to be provided to uh, the health department 
um, for its review. In the next section, environmental impact plan, we made similar changes, just sort of rewording it a little bit. Um, I mean, putting in that the additional copies have to be submitted to Director of Energy and Environment. Um, so uh, the next substantive question is in uh, paragraph four. And I think we had talked about this uh, in the last meeting, just wanting to make sure that the buffer zones aren't going to effectively zone this out of the city. Um, so I would just recommend that you uh, ask your GIS department to, to take a look at that before, um, before this gets finalized. And, and that can be done, I imagine, through the planning board public hearing process as well. But I just wanted to make mention of that one more time because I have seen situations where these sort of setback ordinances can result in an effective prohibition. Jonathan, if I may for one minute, I believe uh, Vice President Caviello has a question. Vice President Caviello. I, I think uh, uh, Commissioner Moki had commented on this uh, last week. Is he on the line? I believe, he, yeah, there he is, yes. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think I brought that up last week and, and, uh, uh, and I think that's, that was the point that he made. I'm trying to unmute you, Paul. One minute. There you go, Paul. You're on. Can you hear me now? Yes. <laughs> okay. On um, uh, thank you, Mr. President. Good evening, everybody. On that point about the 500 foot distance, there was a little discussion last week, if I remember, about how that was measured in. I don't know if it's done similarly in other cities, but I know it's similar to when we do the uh, notification for special permits and variances. Um, we, we take that measurement from the corners of the lot line and draw a 500-foot arc, and that would at some points, depending on the shape of the lot, would intersect. There would be some uh, areas that overlap, but that's how uh, we would do it for uh, variances and special permits when someone's going to the zoning board. Is that... Uh, with some other communities are doing, Jonathan, do you know? Yeah, it's much more common, uh, and this is uh, another change, to measure from property line to property line than from building to building, um, in part because it's a lot easier to make that calculation. You're going to have that information on your GIS where you might not have accurate information about the exact location of buildings. So it's a lot easier to do it from property line to property line. It, okay, it does, so however, just something, oh, sorry. I was just going to mention the one thing it does do is it obviously increases the exclusion zone because, you know, if you have a building that's set back 50 feet on one property and another building set back 50 feet on another property, um, you're losing that extra 100 feet. So something that might have met the 500 feet from building to building might not from lot line to lot line. Okay, and, and just to, um, not to split hairs too much, but just, I guess, maybe a, a quick point of clarification. Are some of these odd-shaped lots that have different angles to some of the lot lines, 
Uh, you're just basically taking a 90 degree off that line and going straight to the, uh -huh. the nearest point in the other line? Would that be what you would so, do? So usually what you do is you draw the line from the nearest point on lot A to the nearest point on lot B, the same way okay. you would do for setbacks. Um, so, and that, by the way, that would be my recommendation as well for what's required under the, uh, under chapter 48, section 11, when you're determining who is an abutter to an abutter within 300 feet. Well, that, that's what I was thinking. I think that's correct also, because it's consistent with 48 requirements. But I, I would agree with that also. Motion okay. to accept the language, Mr. President. The, uh, the motion is uh, from Vice President Carviello to accept the language. Uh, Second. Oh, there's a number of questions. So, uh, one minute. Uh, we have Consular Marks and Consular Bears. So, that motion by Vice President Carviello, seconded by Consular Knight. We have Consular Marks, then Consular Bears, Consular Marks. I don't have the language of the, res of the, of the, of the motion either. Okay, let's go with the language first, Vice President Carviello. Yes, Mr. Uh, I made a motion to accept the language uh, as uh, uh, suggested by the attorney. Okay, and that was, do you have that, Clerk Erdebees? So that's, that's property line to property line? Yes. Correct. Yes. So on that motion, and that was second, I'm sorry, that was seconded by Council Knight, am I correct? Yes. Okay. Now we have Council of Marks had a question, Council of Beers had a question, Council of Marks. Uh, my question was to uh, the point that uh, Jonathan made regarding uh, the number of properties. Um, uh, are we going to be able to see, before we take a total vote, Mr. President, on uh, how many properties uh, would fall into the exclusionary um, 500 foot or vice versa? How many properties are eligible uh, within the certain zoning districts that we have? Um, good point. Um, I'm not sure if it's, uh, if someone wants to make a motion to. Uh, I, I didn't know. I didn't know if we already did and Paul was looking into it. So I was asking kind of a question to okay, Paul. The, the building commissioner, but um, if, if not, <laughs> If not, I would like to put that in the form of a motion, uh, Mr. President, after we hear from Paul. I made that motion just about the Columbus School last week, so we did vote on that. Right, and we, we probably should include, uh, you know, any other lots and so forth, so. Is that something the building commission is working on? Were you specifically talking, Michael, about uh, when you draw that 500 foot radius, to other properties, what what that would maybe knock out is that I'm not sure if I'm following. Right, right. So so you'd look at you'd look at the areas of the buffer zone. So 500 feet from, we keep on getting this thing popping up, but 500 feet from a, a pre-existing public or private school, uh, uh, education, kindergarten, grades one through 12, um, and then see within our commercial and industrial zones what properties would be eligible for uh, a marijuana establishment okay. or vice versa. go ahead i'm sorry 
No, that's okay. Did you want to finish that sentence? I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I, whichever way it would be easy to find out how many uh, existing uh, apostles we have that would conform to this ordinance or how many we don't, how many that wouldn't uh, apply to this would be excluded because of the buffer. Well, I've been working with, um, as, as part of the new uh, permitting system, we've been utilizing for a couple of months. I've been meeting with uh, assessors and I know engineering is working on uh, a GPS system, which we don't have access to right now. Uh, I know they're both working on that. I don't know which one of those offices is further along in developing this, but what I can do is uh, get in touch with them in the morning and see if we have the capability to do that electronically with some program they're working on, or if we have to do it the old-fashioned way and just go to the assessor's maps and scale it up. So, I'm not, I can't give you a definitive answer right now, but I can look that up. I can check with them in the morning and get some more information on that. That'd be great. So, so Mr. President, if we could uh, add that to Council of Beers' motion, um, uh, that uh, the either the Building Commission or the Engineering Department look into uh, the buffer zones and how many eligible lots there would be so uh, we don't get into a situation where, as uh, the good councilor mentioned, uh, we would be zoning these out of the city. That's the last thing we want to do. Okay, so we have, we have, a, so we have a number of uh, motions uh, on the floor here. So, Council Mark, since that motion was made uh, by um, Council Beers at the last meeting, I think you, I'd say you probably have to make a new motion on that. Uh, Council, Vice President Caviello has a motion on the floor to accept the language as is, um, if I'm correct. So do we want to accept the language and then um, try to get your questions answered after that? Or That's fine. That's fine. Okay. So let's, uh, okay, so, so let's do this. Um, Council of Beers had a comment and Council of Knight has a comment as well. Council of Beers, do you still have your comment? Yeah, I have it's more a point of information. Go ahead, Councillor Knight. Well, um, what I wanted to say was I have a map with the K through 12 public and private schools that outlines the 500 feet that was produced by our GIS coordinator on May 11th, 2016, um, when we started discussions about this. And I don't think any K through 12 public or private schools have popped up over the last four years. So I have that map available. Um, it was a public document that was shared with the subcommittee when we were discussing uh, medicinal marijuana. And um, I can share that with the council right now. I have it up on my screen, um, but I can share it electronically with all the members right now um, or send it to the clerk and have him distribute it appropriately. Do you, uh, that would be wanna, if you want to try sharing it, you can try sharing it. Uh, okay. Council and, Marks, uh, do you want to see that now, Council Marks? I could get that later at any point. I, no, I don't necessarily need to see it now. I, I just want to make sure that uh, we're not zoning these out of the community. That's all. Okay. I'll send it to the city clerk and he can distribute it electronically to the membership. That okay. works. That sounds good. Perfect. Thank that. you. That okay, addresses so, my question. We're, I'm good. Okay, perfect. Sounds good. Okay, so this is a, the motion on the floor was made by uh, Council Cavi Vice President Caviello to accept the language, seconded by Council and I. Clerk could you please call the roll? Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Council Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell. Yes. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. 
Yes, send the affirmative zero and the negative. The motion passes. Oh, actually, uh, Chief Buckley, I apologize. You have a question. Probably a little bit late to the to the with the um, with this question, but you have ruled out the exclusion zone for say churches, houses of worship, parks. Those are all taken out of this this um, document. In other words, you could put marijuana dispensary next to a church or next to a park. Uh, John, if we adopted the state standard buffet zone, the standardized buffet zone uh, compliant with state law. Okay. Thank you, Councilman. Vice President Caviello. No, I, that's what I was. I was going to make the point that that was the, we took the language uh, that the state has, because if 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 we put every park in. Uh, church, everything, then we really have nowhere to go. People smoking marijuana will. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, that's a all the that's a whole other issue, Chief. Um, Mr. President, Mr. President, Marianne O'Connor is trying to get in. She's muted. She would like to make oh, a comment. Sorry, yes. Unmute her. Marianne, one minute, please. Marianne, you have a question. Great, thank you. Uh, I've been on these calls for the last several weeks and haven't been able to join in. So um, I, I uh, echo the chief's concerns. And um, I know originally we had had those uh, daycares and churches and playgrounds included. Um, I understand the, the state's uh, limitations as well. But um, my concerns earlier were also around the timing of some of this stuff when you're talking about, uh, you know, having the, the, the security plans reviewed and as well as like that, the health department's uh, role in, in reviewing this. Um, I'm not clear as to the timing as far as I think the Cannabis Commission has to approve first before we have even the community host agreement and then What's the timing as far as our requirements for approving and moving forward on these applications? I, I, it wasn't it wasn't clear to me uh, earlier on, but I couldn't chime in. Sorry, I was muted. <laughs> so, no, no worries. Sorry about that, Marianne. Um, Marianne, I, I apologize. I missed your question. Um, so, uh, so I'm not sure if someone else. Um, uh, can you? So, several, so my concern is, I, I echo the chief's concern around playgrounds, churches, daycares. I understand there are state requirements. I just want to put that on record that I, I echo those concerns. Um, but also earlier on when I was trying to chime in on the timing of the review of these plans, um, I understand and I, I just want to clarify that the community host agreement doesn't happen until the cannabis commission, um, or does it have? It happens before the cannabis commission approval, I guess. And then, when are and what are the timelines for our approvals going forward? Okay, Jonathan, do you, do you want to comment on that? Sure, um, I can comment on both issues. Uh, as to uh, setbacks from other potentially sensitive land uses. Um, 
what many communities have done because there are so many, you know, home daycares and uh, if you have 500 foot setback from every funeral home, every home daycare and, and uh, other land uses that may arguably be sensitive, uh, you do, it's a much more complicated analysis to determine if, um, if there's going to be any available land in, in the city to use. So, but that doesn't mean that those uses are unprotected because bear in mind that this is, uh, there are two discretionary approvals uh, at the city level that are gonna be involved here. One is the special permit from the ZBA. So the fact that there isn't an automatic exclusion uh, if you're next door to a funeral home, doesn't mean the ZBA can't consider that in determining whether this is appropriate for a special permit. And similarly, the, uh, the CAC uh, and then the mayor will ultimately have control over whether or not to execute a host community agreement. So there's definitely still gonna be protections. Uh, it's just not an automatic exclusion within that 500 foot area. Uh, but again, this is a policy issue uh, and it's certainly the council's call on whether it does wanna include that, knowing that you know it does raise or increase the risk that um, it would be an effective prohibition. Um, on the issue of timing, uh, the host community agreement uh, generally happens before license, uh, a license application is submitted um, to the CCC. Sometimes a, a license application is submitted, but it doesn't go very far until that HCA, the host community agreement, is executed. Uh, and then uh, what's been discussed uh, by the council has been uh, the timing would be that the special permit application can be filed before there's a host community agreement, but the special permit cannot be granted until there's a signed host community agreement. And then from there, the, uh, the after the host community agreement is signed is when uh, the applicant usually would start the licensing process with the state in earnest. So hopefully that answers the question. Marianne, did that answer your question? Oh. Yeah, uh, it does. Thank you very much. And and yeah, I'm not worried about funeral homes so much. Let's put that out there. But um, I am worried about um, playgrounds and, and daycare facilities and such. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, if I, if I may just make a general comment, uh, I know that there are members of the public that do have questions. If we can hold those questions to the end, we will definitely come back to you, but uh, we just need to work through some of the uh, issues first uh, or some of the changes first, but we will take the questions at the end from the, from the general public. Uh, so there, are there any other questions before we move forward from uh, any of the department heads or any of the counselors? No. Okay, uh, Jonathan. Jonathan, would you like to move on from? Uh, no, certainly, certainly, Mr. President. Um, under application procedure and submission requirements, it's um, page uh, page twelve in my draft. Here we go. Uh, application procedure and submission requirements. Uh, is that? Yeah. There you go. You see um, that pink highlighted text there. Yeah. So I really just had a question on this. Um, 
which is whether uh, notice to every city resident is generally given for zoning applications or if this was uh, something particular to marijuana establishments that the council wanted to include this. It's a fairly unusual requirement. Doesn't mean it's illegal, doesn't mean you, you can't do it, but I just wanted to flag it because it did sort of jump out at me. Any of the councilors want to comment on this or that, that did, uh, Council Carviello, that didn't come out of the subcommittee, right? Or did that? It did not come out of the subcommittee. Okay. Okay. I just want to, I don't, I don't know where that came from. Yeah. That, that was not... Yeah. It was included in the original draft that was produced by Solicitor Rumley. Um, and that was an item that, you know, never really came up as an item of uh, concern, an item that was, uh, unfinished business in the draft ordinance and that was what the council focused on so that was something that was in there um previously that you know we didn't take much of uh a consideration to okay and, and we did we did amend it mr president to expand the notification to 750 feet i think that was done last week or the week before last week you are correct council marks so as far as this piece of this piece of highlighted text here um uh, this sounds like it's kind of a blanket over all of Medford. Uh, well, we have telephone call, text message. Um, is uh, that something that we want to change, or is that something that we want to keep as is? Um, um, that's all right. I mean. I don't have a problem with it the way it is, but if our purpose is to, you know, put together a consistent document is the alternative to do the 750 feet that would be in line with the recommendations that we made last week. And that's probably a question for Jonathan. Uh, Mr. President, so yeah. uh, my only concern with this either the way it's written certainly or the 750 feet is what if a phone number isn't readily available to the applicant um you know is that going to be a bar to submission of the application um i mean maybe you could say best efforts would will be made um to the satisfaction of the special permit granting authority or something along those lines, just to have a little bit of a safety valve. Uh, if there's a absentee property owner, maybe who isn't, doesn't have a phone number on record anywhere that can be, the applicant can obtain. Uh, before we move forward, uh, council Knight, did you want to comment on that or is Um, I think we have a great lawyer here, Mr. President, that's doing an excellent job, but I have nothing to say about it. Okay, it should make sure I and you get the last question, I think. So, uh, Vice President Carviello, then Council Mox, Vice President Carviello. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. Uh, so are we going to call the whole city or just the people within the 750 feet? I think that's the question. That's a question. I mean, the way it's I mean, stated that's, now. That's, that's not, it's not common practice uh, to call every time there's a special parameter that the, the whole city gets called. I mean, I don't have any problem if you want to call everybody within the 750 feet. If that's, you know, if that's the way you want to do it, you know. 
Okay, let's let's uh, there's a number of questions. So, uh, Councilor Marks and Councilor Knight. Thank, thank you, Mr. President. Um, I, I, I'm not sure with this language. I don't remember seeing this highlighted language, and I may have missed it. I thought the notification of 700 feet was by mail, and I thought we were following a similar process that we do for uh, hearings and special permits uh, that currently takes place within the community. Um, so I, I thought it was always by mail. Now, if we want to do something additionally to notify uh, like we always say, by robocall or uh, other means that the city has. That's another question, but I, I thought the 750 was by mail. Am I mistaken? Point of information, Mr. President. Uh, point of information, Councilor Scott Pelly. Council Marks, I remember that being said, and I believe it was brought up because we're asking who would pay for that. Right. Be, we would be reimbursed as the assessor sends out their notification by mail and the postage will be reimbursed by the right. applicant. So I agree absolutely, with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which, which I think is at the beginning of the paragraph, bottom of page 11. It says payment for publication and mailing of notice of the date, time, and place of the hearing. Is that what we're talking about? Where do you see that? Um, uh, it is right here. You see the number one? Yeah, but I think the reference was that we were calling. That's not, I think that was just. I, I, but I think it says now, it says down here, notice shall also be given generally to residents of the city of Memphis by way of telephone. So it sounds like, if, if I'm correct, it sounds like if you're within the 750, you're getting uh, maybe a hard copy piece of mail. If you get, if you live in the city of Memphis, it sounds like you're going to get right. a robocall. If you're within the 750, if you're within the 750, you're getting both. I think. Am I correct, Jonathan? Well, yeah. I mean, it, the the way it's currently written is that anyone within 750 uh, will get a written notice in the mail, and then anyone in the entire city is supposed to get a uh, a robocall. So if you if you're within 750, you're going to get both. It sounds like. If you live outside the 750, you'll just get a robocall. I, I like this, to be honest with you. So, okay, so you, so Council Scarpelli's in favor of this. Um, yeah. Council Marks, you had the floor, so I'm not sure if you wanted to. No, I'm, I'm fine. I just don't recall the highlighted language. I okay. may have missed it, but I do remember having the mailing uh, being discussed. But I, I have no problem. It's additional notification. Uh, I know the attorney's saying it's probably sounds like it's overkill or. Um, but uh, I have no problem with the language. Okay. Thank you, Councilor Marks. Uh, Councilor Pierce. Thank Council you, Mr. President. After that. Um, I'm fine with the language. I just, someone brought up, what if we did uh, calls only in a certain radius? Do we know if our system can even do that, or does it just have to call everybody? Because that might be part of why this is the way it is. It, it could pinpoint. Our system it can. can. Okay. Absolutely. The Chief's on the line, too, but... Um, I'm almost positive it can pinpoint by ward, precinct, streets, um, age. Uh, it has a number of things it can pinpoint by. I, I was under that same impression, but Chief Buckley, if you'd like to comment on that, as far as the robocalls, could they be precise to a 750-foot radius? Is that correct? Or? We can target areas. Uh, I would never tell you that it can be precise to 750 Okay. 
Jeepak, did you did you cut out or were you done? I just want to make sure you're done with what you wanted to say. Oh no, I'm I'm done. I, I just thought I should answer okay. it quite simply. I, I can't promise you that it would be as exact as, as you're indicating at the 750 okay. feet. Um, but we do a pretty good job. We can do multiple uh, target multiple um, uh, demographics, but we can also just circle on a map and it, it hits all those. But it's not a guarantee that it's 750 feet exact. Okay, thank you. Uh, let's see, Council uh, Beers, did that answer your question? There's yeah, I'm fine with the language as is, or I'm fine with something like make the best effort to reach people within, you know, certain range. But I, I, I don't, I don't want to belabor it. Okay, thank you, Councilor Morell. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, this is a question for Jonathan. Just the highlighted language. Does that need to um, specify in the way the preceding sentences specify kind of who's doing the what, or is it a reason? Is it a reasonable assumption for anyone to make that this is obviously the city? that's gonna be doing the phone calls or the text message? Um, I had read it, frankly, as the burden being on the applicant. So if the intent is for the city to use its existing um, system to make this call, uh, then I, I would wanna just specify that. Yeah, cause I feel like we would, would we not end up in kind of like data governance gray area if we're having all this information that we would want a third party to reach out right. uh, directly. Yeah, I mean, that that, that would be my concern. Um, and also, since it's definitive saying that it has to go to, um, to all residents, um, my concern would be that an applicant would, you know, be put to a uh, substantial burden and expense of trying to find a way to, to do that. Mm -hmm. So um, so knowing that this the intent is for the city to use its existing system uh, gives me a lot less pause than, than I had when I first read it. So uh, I, I could just um, tweak this slightly to make that clear if that was the council's way. Okay, I th I th that makes sense. Uh, Council Morell, if I may, are you asking uh, or uh, to specify as to who's? Yeah, to, yeah. That the, the change be to clarify that, as I said, who is doing the what of that? Because in the preceding sentence, it says, you know, specifically, obviously, there's or there's not, but just you know, they are paying. The city is doing so to clarify in this sentence, so it does not seem like the onus is on. Um, the establishment and also so it clarifies that you know this um, data as far as residents numbers and stuff stays within the city and the outreach goes from there as opposed to trying to orchestrate something else okay so okay so so okay so um, let's see so you want to uh, do you want to make a motion that we uh, want to make that in the form of a motion so everybody can vote on that piece yeah I'll make that in the form of a motion to just clarify um, the process or <laughs> that the city um, would would do the process of outreach by telephone or text message. Okay. Second. 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 Mr. Second. President. At the expense of the applicant, correct? The applicant would pay, still pay for the mailing, but we would be providing the service. Right? I, 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 my opinion, the applicant should pay, but we should take care of 
provide, agree with Council Morrell that we should provide the notification. We, we all remember what happened with the 5G meeting when uh, Verizon was in charge of notifying residents on behalf of the city about a city public meeting. It, it, it totally backfired on the city. And so I think the notification process, I agree with Council Morrell, but I, but I would like uh, the applicant to pay for it. Okay. So, so on the motion of Councilor Morell, seconded by Councilor Beer, is, is amended by Councilor Marks. Hang Okay, so just so I have the main motion, uh, Council Morrell moved to clarify the process that the city would do the outreach by phone call or text message, and Council Marks amended the motion to require the applicant to pay for the phone calls or text messages made by the city, and there's a second by Council Bears. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Okay. I'm ready for the roll call if that's what you guys are, if, if, the council, if that's what the council is ready to do. On the motion. Please call the roll. Councilor Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Councilor Knight. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morell. Yes. Councilor Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes, seven affirmative zero and the negative, the motion passes. So I think we still have to take up the uh, piece. So is everybody in agreement that the robocall should go to that in general, that the, the highlighted text should Stay the way it is, and that a robocall should go to everyone in the city. Uh, Mr. President, I mean, I think Jonathan said something, just adjusting the language to like the best of. You know. So we're gonna keep it okay. So, the, Jonathan, you want to comment on that? Sure. Uh, again, now that the uh, it's clear that the city's going to be taking this on, I, I think it's fine the way it is, um, and just uh, so the. Uh, the council's aware, I changed that second sentence to read, the city shall also provide notice generally to the residents of the city of Medford. And that it goes on the way it was. And then at the end of that paragraph, I added a sentence, the applicant shall be responsible for any cost associated with such notice. Okay. Sounds good. I Motion to the recommendation of council. Council Knight? Motion to adopt the recommendation of council. Okay, on a motion of council tonight to adopt the recommendation of council. Second, 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 who beat you to the punch, council, uh, vice president. Okay. Council. <laughs> Clerk, please, please call the roll. Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Council Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell. Yes. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes, 78 affirmative zero in the negative, the motion passes. Jonathan. All right. 
moving down. Um, paragraph 12 under the uh, special permit findings. Um, right there, no permit shall be issued. Yeah, so just to call attention to, this is just implementing what I think the council previously voted is um, just, again, making clear that before issuance of the special permit, uh, there's assigned HCA. Um, and then uh, the last substantive issue is uh, down on the last page. Do we have any questions about this first, this number 12? Does anybody have questions on this? No, move on. Okay, you should make sure. Okay. Jonathan, I'm sorry, you, uh, what page did you want to go to? The very last page, Mr. President, under enforcement or um, compliance. Compliance, B. So um, you'll recall previously there were a number of uh, enforcement remedies stated in the uh in the ordinance there there were pretty severe remedies and and um i can't tell you that they would not be upheld by the court but i can tell you if challenged but i can tell you they're fairly unusual so we took out things like forfeiture of the special permit uh and put in the traditional remedy of uh, a three hundred dollar per day per violation penalty, which is what's stated in um, the state zoning act. Of course, the uh, the city would also always have the ability to to enforce <coughs> by seeking an injunction, uh, issuing cease and desist orders through the zoning enforcement officer. But this is obviously this is a matter for the the council to determine what you're comfortable with. If you wanted to be more aggressive and, you know, just knowing that someone possibly could challenge some of these enforcement remedies, we can put them back in. But I, I did want to just flag that as the last substantive change that, that we made. Council Knight. Uh, motion to adopt the recommendation to council, Mr. President. Um, I think that it's important that we have continuity across the board. And if this is the standard that's established in the Zoning Act, and what we're doing is creating a subsection um, of fine penalty and process. I don't think that that's fair to the business owner. So um, I would move to recommend uh, that we adopt the recommendation to council. Second that, Mr. President. On the motion of council tonight to adopt the recommendation by council, seconded by Vice President Carviello. Are there any questions from the councilors on this piece? <laughs> yes, we do. Councilor Bears and Councilor Marks. Councilor Bears. Um, I just that if this is the last substantive issue, could we accept all of them? I would just amend the motion to accept all of the prior changes. I would second that motion wholeheartedly. Okay. <laughs> I'm wolfing away over here. I haven't had supper. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna change this. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna change this motion then. So while you change, so that's a motion by uh, uh, was it cop? That's by uh, Council Knight, uh, seconded by Councilor Bears. I thought is it Councilor Bears's motion now, or is it Councilor Knight's motion? I withdraw mine and second Councilor Bears. Okay, on the motion of Council of Bears, seconded by Council of Knight, Council of Marks. Mr. President, uh, I was wondering if Jonathan can just explain who is the uh, enforcing authority within the community when it comes to compliance? So the zoning enforcement officer is, is usually the building commissioner. Um, I'm, I, 
I haven't checked your zoning by ordinance to make sure, but I would assume that the building commissioner is your zoning enforcement officer. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, under uh, the Board of Health, they would also be maybe not under this particular section, but they would also be able to issue uh, fines as well, correct? Sure. If there's a violation of the health code uh, or of anything else that's within the Board of Health jurisdiction, if there's a creation of a public nuisance or anything along those lines, certainly they would retain their own um, jurisdiction, but they, they don't have jurisdiction under the Zoning Act. Okay, thank you. Uh, Jonathan, can I ask a question? Does that mean the police have no enforcement powers here or inspectional powers? I know it's listed. Oh, as no, certainly agent. not, Chief. No, no, no. So, um, I mean, as a general rule, police departments don't get into enforcing zoning. Um, usually they don't want to. Uh, but certainly, uh, I mean, technically the violation of a city ordinance is a misdemeanor. Um, usually it's enforced through non-criminal disposition, the way that you would enforce you know, a parking violation chief, you know, it would be through issuance of a ticket, but that's not required. Uh, you could, you know, seek issuance of a, of a criminal complaint for violation of a zoning ordinance. Usually things get resolved short of, of going to that extreme, but you retain all of your normal enforcement authority chief, um, you know, in terms of the, the general laws and any criminal violation, of course, but usually the police department isn't too interested in, in zoning enforcement. Um, I, I do have cases sometimes where there's a real scofflaw who's, who's thumbing his nose at the um, city or the town and the police prosecutor will assist the zoning enforcement officer in going into district court and trying to get the magistrate to issue a criminal complaint, which is sometimes a, a heavy lift when you're talking about zoning. A lot of clerk magistrates don't know or care about zoning. But, um, but that's pretty unusual. Currently, we will do inspections of liquor establishments. We'll do inspections of tobacco establishments. Mm -hmm. And we do that as agents of the Board of Health mm -hmm. uh, with authority. Is this language written so that it would be just all on the Board of Health? And so I, I just want to be clear, Chief, that uh, through you, Mr. President, that all we're talking about in this moment is zoning. We're just talking about the zone the regulation, the zoning regulation of these establishments. We're not talking about any of the other types of regulation that will exist. Point of information, Mr. President? Point of information, Council Knight. If we look at the document, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten pages in, um, under number 12, uh, I'm sorry, number 14, it says marijuana establishments may be subject to unannounced, unscheduled periodic inspections of its president by the present premises by the building commissioner or designee, including an agent from the building, health, police, and fire departments, which when conducted by the police department shall be by a sworn police officer holding the rank of sergeant or higher at any time during normal business hours to determine the marijuana establishment's compliance with the requirements of all applicable state and local laws, regulations, and codes. So I think the language... Sorry, is that page 10? I do believe so. Item number 14 on page 10. Uh, okay, my page 11. Uh, I think it I might think be up to 11. Had it. It's on it, John. John. Oh, right there. Okay, is that it? Yeah, yeah. here we go. Number, okay, yeah. Right at the bottom. So, so, Mr. President, wasn't this one of the sections that was rewritten? 
because the last attorney mentioned to us that that could be a violation for unannounced, unscheduled visits. Jonathan, do you, do you know anything about that? Were there any notes regarding that? Well, you know, there, there are concerns when you, when you have um, a provision in an ordinance that requires unannounced warrantless searches of private property. Um, this sort of language, frankly, isn't all that unusual, but obviously if, you know, I, I think the chief and his officers understand if they show up to do an inspection and the property owner doesn't want to let them in, chances are they're not going to force their way in, but it, it can become then a, an enforcement opportunity. Um, and, you know, the purpose of this is not that the police department or the fire department or the health department are going to be enforcing the zoning, but that it's giving them access to the premises. Um, so again, you know, I would, I would distinguish between giving these other uh, entities access to look for things within their jurisdiction versus giving them zoning enforcement authority, which- But we are gonna be responding to complaint um, constantly. We're gonna be, we, be doing complaint inspections and so mm -hmm. we need the authority and the, the leeway to do that. Uh, the numbers are off here, they go 12, 13, 16, but um, we, we need that clarified that we will be responding and doing inspections um, based on complaints and, and other issues. So we absolutely need that authority to do so. Yeah, and, and this gives that, of course, you also, I think, would, would have the general authority um, to guard against public nuisances and, and uh, other types of... Um, and those would be unannounced, unscheduled inspections Jonathan on that note well, actually um, I you know if I can I don't think that that's what that language says right says you know on the building commission ours designee which concludes agents of the building health police uh, board of health isn't acting under their own authority or the police department aren't acting under their own authority based on that language Right. Hmm. This isn't a well, zoning I mean, issue only. This is these are going to be serious complaints. From I think, all, Jonathan, all what you're it. saying here is, um, it, you know, this is a zoning ordinance, and then if right. you look at the twelve and fourteen here, a lot of times, well, we do enforce a zoning ordinance, but a lot of times, what will happen is we will do when we go out on a complaint. We'll do that in conjunction. We'll, we'll bring in Board of Health, Police, and Play, because a lot of times, you know, you know, we find things that overlap in uh, different jurisdictions, so we go in there together a lot of times anyway. That's exactly I think you, you want to write a zoning ordinance to be geared towards zoning issues, but what I think the intent here, I know a lot of cities have code compliance teams, so you'll have the fire prevention officer and um, someone from the police department and the health aid agent or health director working closely with the building commissioner. And so that, that's the intent, but you know, it, it would be overstepping to try to get into non-zoning issues more, uh, in more detail in a zoning ordinance. So where are those other issues laid out beyond the zoning ordinance? 
Well, so you're going to have trash, odor, um, you know, loitering, whatever. Um, where are those? Where are those? Mr. Uh, President, point of um, I think it's important to point out that all those items that were um, included in the draft that was put together by Solicitor Rumley um, through what he presented as a collaborative effort between the variety of department heads that are um, going to be affected by the regulatory schematic of this ordinance um, were involved in the process of the original draft. Exactly, but where, so where's, where's the enforcement piece? A $300 yeah. fine is not going to, where's the enforcement on this? I don't understand where I, um, Well, the odor control plan language and stuff like that remains in there is what I'm saying is those, that, that stuff hasn't changed. The only thing that's changed is the stuff that we're talking about. Everything else remains in effect um, from the previous draft that was submitted, that was um, put forward to the council um, by the solicitor after the review by the department heads. So there's a three hundred dollar fine. Do we get to go on and beyond to uh, cease and desist? I don't understand why you think that your normal um, course of actions and rights would be limited or hampered by. It, the, it looked like it in like, here. I'm, I'm just sorry. I, I couldn't see that in here. It looked like we had a, a limit of a three hundred dollar fine. If I'm wrong, please tell me. I'm tired. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, I mean, the $300 fine is something that's associated with the non-criminal disposition, I understand, but what, where that, do we... that language was removed. The cease and desist was removed. Right. So where is that if we need it? It's, uh -huh. not, relief, it's not relief under this zoning ordinance. It's relief in general that you would have as a Board of Health director, correct? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I'm asking. Yeah, I, I don't think it's, it's under the zoning, but it's your everyday relief that you would have a cease and desist. Point of information, Mr. President. Point of information, Councilor Beers. Could we have uh, Attorney Silverstein uh, just explain um, how exist you know existing regulations will apply, uh, or could you explain how that would work? Certainly. Um, so uh, again, this is this is just dealing with the zoning. Uh, this does not remove or limit any enforcement authority that the Board of Health or any other entity might have with respect to creation of a public nuisance or, or any of the enforcement authority that Board of Health has under Chapter 111, uh, okay. which is very broad. All this is doing is creating a permitting process under, um, under zoning. So just to draw an analogy, if you were going to draft a zoning ordinance to allow bars, you might say, well, we're going to require special permits for bars and taverns. The fact that there's a permitting process under zoning where you get a special permit from the Zoning Board of Appeals for a bar or tavern does not in any way limit or, uh, or affect the ability of the licensing authority to grant, deny, or enforce a liquor license, um, or the Conservation Commission to enforce the Wetlands Protection Act or, or anything else. This is just dealing with zoning. Um, it's creating a process where one does not currently exist in the ordinance to allow these types of uses under zoning, but it does not affect any other board or department's authority under any of their jurisdictional statutes or ordinances um, to enforce 
what's within their jurisdiction. Got it. All right. I appreciate that explanation. Thank you very much. And uh, good. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Chief Buckley, did that answer any of the questions that you had? It did. I have one additional um, under application procedures and submission requirements. Uh, I think it's page 11, number three. Should be in addition to complying with any other state or city requirement related to good character. I guess my screen's freezing. I apologize. Okay, number three in addition to complying with any other state or city requirement related to good character and criminal background. Any person or entity proposed to have interest in the license to operate a marijuana establishment shall not have committed any marijuana licensing violation affecting public safety or received any suspension or revocation of any state, any other state or local marijuana business licenses. So the, the question is mostly for the council uh, or the counselor here. The background, criminal background investigation, good character, who is establishing that? Is that done through the state? Or are you? is that something that they're gonna be putting on cities and towns? I think the state does that, Mr. President. This, the Jack, cannabis- you comment on that? Yeah, the Cannabis Control Commission um, does look at this. Um, I, I think this was holdover language from the prior version. Uh, I'm, I'm not completely sure what was intended, um, but, uh, you know, it's it's referencing. It's basically saying, in addition to whatever else might apply, it's not specifying what specifically does in terms of any other state or city requirement related to good character. You know, I think you could almost start the sentence with any person or entity proposed to have, and then go on from there, because the rest of it is just saying, in addition to whatever else might exist. Um, whether or not anything else does exist along those lines. Okay, that that in in a sense that answers the question. I was just making sure that that wasn't trying to indicate that uh, the police department was going to have to be running criminal background investigations. I, I don't want to get anywhere near that or involved. In I don't. That. No. And my last point, and I do think you're all almost done with this, is just to back up again on. The exclusion zones, uh, as chief of police, I really think you should reconsider parks, playgrounds, daycares, Tufts University. Um, and if you're not willing to, I'm going to go on record saying that we need that part as part of the ordinance. You just wiped out most of the city, chief. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm, 500 feet isn't that big. And I, I'd rather wipe out most of the city than expose listen one of the biggest issues we have ongoing of these things to our youth and our children right now we have a vaping crisis we have we have a opioid a substance use disorder crisis and i'm not trying to equate marijuana to that but it's what we expose our children to and if you put these things next to parks i'm just telling you i'm on record against it i'm not in favor of it i think it should be um, I think that, you know, a lot of the concerns that do get raised are going to be addressed when we move forward and talk about some of the language that's included in the selection committee um, in the criteria. 
um, you know, impacts on the neighborhood. Um, there'll be a number of different um, standards and criteria that you'll also have an opportunity to further participate on um, relative to, you know, some of the minimum criteria and selection criteria and protections that we're going to be able to implement through the um, host community agreement and selection committee process. Um, they're not zoning related, but they are um, something that I think will be of interest to you as we move forward. So I welcome your participation in that as well, Chief. I know, um, but this clearly is a zoning issue, right? That was stricken from yeah. the original document. So right, and I know the council did answered make some, by the council. Yeah, and the council did make several attempts with the subcommittee to um, to, to gather some input and some uh, solicit some participation from the department um, and from your office during the subcommittee um, discussions. Um, we weren't able to get there because of uh, the crazy circumstances that we're all living in these days. Um, however, this has been a paper that's been sitting in the administration's office now for the better part of four, four years. Um, from what was presented to us, the uh, city administration had done extensive outreach with the department heads and gave us a draft that was ready to go. Um, so here we are with this. I can certainly take into consideration your opinion um, and certainly something that I will continue to ponder um, as we move through the process. But uh, this is something that's been long awaited. Um, and I think it's something that also addresses the will of the voters, Mr. President. So um, in moving forward, um, I, it certainly makes sense to take a, a further and longer how to look at that. But um, I think that that's something that can happen later on in the process. I, I appreciate that. But I, I've won the department head um, draft that was sent to you did include those those exclusions. And uh, I just want to go on record as saying that I still support them. Uh, Mr. President, I also think Marianne O'Connor wants to chime in. She was muted again, but I don't know. I'm here. I think I, I, I got unmuted finally again. People keep muting me. I don't know what's going on. I, I haven't uh, muted, I haven't <laughs> muted anyone. Just to let you know. Everyone's it's okay. It's okay. I just want to know. I, 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 I seriously want to totally agree with the, the chief. And I know in our original draft, uh, in our original draft, daycares, playgrounds, uh, churches, they were all included. And I know they do, you know, limit the the availability of locations and I, I i certainly appreciate that council and night but i know those those options though those requirements were in our first drafts and were removed so um you know i want to second the chief i i am concerned about locations near playgrounds i'm concerned about locations near daycares i'm concerned about locations near schools we do have serious issues going on in our community now around substance use and abuse so I just I, I just want to second that, and I want you to, um, to keep that in mind going forward. And and I don't think we will have the opportunity, based on what we're presenting tonight, to do anything more in a selection committee, uh, because it's pretty clear what's outlined and what we can and can't do. So um, while I appreciate um, Council Knight your your opinions, I just I want to go on record as as seriously being um, concerned. Thank you. Thank you. If, if I may really quick, uh, I, uh, Council Marks wants to speak, but if I may really quick, Council and I. Um, um, I, just, I also think it's very important to point out, Mr. President, that the original draft included commercial one, commercial two, and industrial zones, and the proposal that before us is now has been limited to just commercial two and industrial. So um, we had a allowed use in the commercial one zone as well in the original draft that was um, later on removed. Um, the original draft was left blank, but the recommendations of the council at the time through the notes that are reflected through the subcommittee reports would say that when we asked the solicitor to draft um, the original draft version, it included C1, C2, and industrial. And now this document excludes um, the C1 zone district. Um, so that's also something to take into consideration when we look at this. But um, again, I thank you for your comments and your participation. 
Thank you. Uh, Katsanai, if, if I may, um, you said you had a, a map, I think that was uh, designed back in 2016 when, you know, this first started. And it had the, it was kind of like bullseyes. It had the 500 foot buffer, but that map that you have, do you know if that map includes playgrounds, parks, daycares, and Tufts University? Because I know there was a number of maps that- It does, uh, it does, it does. Okay. It does, and I, it does, and I sent it to the city clerk. He already has it. Okay. So, so you'll be the clerk will be sending that out tonight for everyone to review. It's already out. Okay, perfect. Councilor Marks, you had a question. Uh, Green thank, team. Thank you, Mr. President. It's in line with what you just mentioned uh, about uh, that particular uh, mapping list, um, and uh, I think Councilor uh, Knight is correct. It does include uh, churches and uh, uh, parks and daycares, and when you have the chief of police and you have the director of Board of Health that raised concerns, Mr. President, that raises concerns with me. And originally, I wasn't opposed to the language regarding church and playgrounds. And I think I even mentioned, uh, what about daycares? And uh, then we got into the issue of there's a lot of different type of daycares. And what do we want to look at when it comes to daycares and so forth? So I, I would ask, Mr. President, um, that if we could take a look at this particular list, um, and see, uh, you know, may maybe it's not an issue. Maybe uh, there is no church or daycare or a park within 500 feet of any of the areas that uh, we're looking at, um, and that would be an issue. So, uh, but I, I think it warrants a, a second look, and I don't know if you want to do that tonight or if we just want to uh, get a copy from the city clerk and take a look at it ourselves uh, to try to figure out uh, uh, because, uh, again, when we zone this, we want to make sure that we're able to accept uh, no, uh, no less than three establishments, which is a state requirement. So we want to make sure we have the capability of addressing uh, what, we, uh, what our needs are in the community. Okay, if I, if I may, Council Mark. So um, uh, Jonathan has to leave us in a few minutes. Um, so I, there, was a, there was an original motion on the floor by Councilor Beer, sec, uh, Councilor be a second of my council tonight to adopt all the changes uh, I believe that we made earlier tonight. Is that correct, Councilor Bears? Correct, yes. Okay, so do we want to take that up first just to, and then we can talk about the maps just so we don't get too far ahead of ourselves? Move the question. Okay. So on that motion by Councilor Bears, second of my council tonight to adopt uh, the changes that were discussed earlier this evening. Clerk Kirby's, please call the roll. Councilor Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Councilor Knight. Yes. Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morell. Yes. Councilor Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes. Seven the affirmative, zero in the negative. The motion passes. Mr. President. Mr. President. I have one question for Jonathan before he leaves. Okay. Uh, Vice President Carabiello. Uh, is, is Jonathan still on the call, Mr. President? Yes. I'm here. Uh, Jonathan. Um, uh, I, I think it was mentioned uh, last week about, uh, I, I know what the chief has his concerns and the Board of Health. Uh, what are the ramifications if we make this too cumbersome uh, for people to come? Well, I can speak to the legal ramifications. Obviously, you know, from the business standpoint, uh, I can't really get into that. But the legal ramification would be if, if it were, if someone were to challenge the ordinance, arguing that it was an effective prohibition of marijuana licensing 
their marijuana establishments without the city going through the ballot process required by the statute to authorize such a prohibition, then a court could strike down the the ordinance as a whole, but more likely um, could strike down the buffer zone requirement as applied to a particular plaintiff. Thank you, Mr. President. Yeah, okay. President. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I just wanted to say I, I did have a chance to look at the map. Uh, from what I can see, it includes uh, K-12 schools, public and private, uh, daycares and parks, but I don't believe it includes houses of worship. So. Okay, we have uh, Council Scarpelli and then Council Knight. Again, I think that, uh, thank you, Mr. President. I think that Council Caviello asked that question because I think that that's as part of the subcommittee, we were looking at um, the legal ramifications of being too narrow and that eliminating C1 and just going with C2 um, really took a lot as well. So, um, and I think that that's why that played a big, big factor in our decisions to move that forward. Now, Council Marks is right. We take another look at it. We should all sit down and look at that before we make our final decision. But um, I think that was one of the reasons why we did do that. So um, again, it's it's not our personal preference in the sense that uh, whether we want recreational marijuana or not, this is what we were were given by the voters, and uh, we need to move forward thoughtfully. So thank you. Thank you, Council Scott Pelly, Council Knight. Um, may it not make sense, Mr. President, where we're this far along in the game to see what the Community Development Board thinks about that recommendation made by the Chief and the um, Board of Health Director. Um, the way that this would work is because it's a zoning amendment, it would have to go to the Community Development Board for a public hearing and then come back to the Council for a final vote after the CD Board put out a report relative to the ordinance. And I think that um, it might make sense for us to get some input from them where we're this far along in the game. Um, it looks like the only real issue we have is uh, this buffer zone piece. Um, so maybe the CD board can provide us with some input as to what they think would be appropriate. And then um, we can either move to adopt all or portions of their recommendations or none of them, depending on what they say, um, and come out with a final draft zoning amendment. Thank you, Council Marks. Uh, Council Knight. Uh, so Council Marks, you're, you had the main question um, previously about the maps. Um, so do you have, uh, do you have a, uh, how would you like to move forward on that? Um, I know so that uh, some consoles haven't had a chance to look, some have, um, so. Yeah, I, I haven't had the, uh, I, I remember looking at that a while back. I think that was part of a meeting that I was in a while back when we took the maps and we put them on the table and looked at them and so forth. Um, I would just ask that we're at this point, we're, we're on the, uh, you know, the two yard line, ready to push this ball into the end zone. I, I you know, can we wait to hear from Paul Mokey? He said he was going to reach out tomorrow uh, to hear what uh, the enge- city engineer has in regarding maps and what capability they have for um, uh, the tracking and so forth. And uh, because I think it's real vital, and we heard from the attorney on many occasions that whatever we establish now, the 500 buffer and and so forth, we have to make sure we're not zoning these out of the community. And, and I, I, I'm not quite sure we've done that yet, um, really. And, and I think if we can wait uh, another week uh, to find out uh, what, uh, you know, how many properties are listed, uh, how many are eligible, 
uh, how many fall outside of the buffer. I, I think it'll at least make me, I, I hear what Councilor Knight's saying, send it to the board, but I, I think, you know, we're this far along, I'd hate to send something to the board and have them look at it and say, hey, Council, you're all backwards on this. This doesn't allow any marijuana shops in the city. What are you doing? Uh, you know, uh, what'd you do for four years? Um, so I, I, I personally would like to, you know, just if we, if we can get clarification on that and, and take a harder look at the establishments that were mentioned by the chief and the Board of Health, um, churches, parks, and see if it fits in. If it doesn't fit in, uh, I agree with Council Scott Pelly. We have to make the decision. We, we make the decision. Maybe we look at reducing the buffer zone. You know, uh, you know who, who knows? But, I mean, these are, these are the decisions I think we can make over the next week. Um, so I, I would just ask that we, uh, you know, go ahead. I think the attorney wants to say something. I, I'm so sorry. I, I, I hate to interrupt, but uh, I, I do have to uh, leave for another meeting. So I wanted to make sure there were no last minute questions for me. I can certainly check in with the president tomorrow and see if anything else comes up. Any, after any further questions before off. Jonathan has to leave? Thank you. I think we're, I think we're good thank for you. now. Jonathan, Wonderful. Thank, thank you, you all very much. Out. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Council Marks, um, are you making that in the form of a motion? I, you know, before I make it into a motion, if my colleagues are amendable just to wait to see what Paul Mokey and the engineer come back with. Let's take a look at the map. I didn't look at it tonight. I know the, you guys passed it along, but I didn't, I didn't take a peek at it tonight and I can't really do it on my phone. It's hard to, it's hard to view that stuff. Um, so I, I just want to be able to sit down, take a look at it, see if it makes sense, um, and you know, and, and then move forward. Uh, okay, thank you, Council Max. Uh, Paul Mokey, do you um, do you have all the information you need to get the data that Council Max is requesting? Yes, I do, and I um, I haven't seen had a chance to look at the map from Adam yet, but I'll take a look at that, and I do have the information that I need. Yes. Okay, and do you uh, have um, an idea as to or time estimate as to when we could have that data? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm just, I'm just thinking of planning for uh, another meeting. Uh, can we have, can I have until next Wednesday? Is that okay with the council? So if we meet next Wednesday, that works for you? Yes, it works for me if that's okay with you. Okay, Council Marx, that's a choice you have that information if you're going to make that motion. Um, I would make that in the form of a motion. Uh, I'd like to hear what my colleagues have to say. And, and then next week, we'll have all the facts, and I'm prepared to take the vote next week, Mr. President. Okay. Thank you, Council Marx. Clerk Kirby, uh, do you have that language? I have the language. I'm typing it up right now. Um, do you need to make that in the form of a motion if it's just a request from Council Marx? And, 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 and Commissioner Mokey has already answered the question. Do you need that as a, as a motion, or do you want me to leave it out? Well, I think it. Council Marks. Oh my God. Council Knight, please. Mr. Mr. President, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the form of a motion. I think we all know what we want to do. You know, so. Um, it, it is in the committee report, Councilor. Okay, that's fine. That's fine, Mr. President. Okay, th thank you. Council Knight. So. What we're doing, Mr. President, is we're going to wait another week to look at a map to see if the proposal we have right now adopted the most least restrictive state-issued requirements. And we want to take a look at a map to see if these 
requirements allow us enough number of parcels to operate and then we're looking at maybe adding further restrictions on them or buffer zones i'm just confused a little bit by this um in terms of what direction we're going in and maybe i'm not following it i i think that it's a, a big piece of it i think is taking another look at the maps okay the maps uh that i think were probably last looked at close to maybe four years ago uh maybe less but uh, it could have been up to, I think you said 2016, so it's been a while. That's when they were produced. Yeah. So if, if the council or if councilors uh, want to have another opportunity to just take a look at the maps, and some of the councilors maybe have never had the opportunity to look at the maps because we have new councilors. I mean, uh, I'm just asking for clarification. I'm not asking for a lobbying effort, John. Whatever you want to do is fine with me. And, I, and I'm not lobbying, but I'm explaining. I try to represent everybody on the council as far as making sure that we're not rushing this through. And I know we're not rushing it through, but you know something? We have one opportunity to get this right. And as far as I'm concerned, if people have questions, we're going to make sure we get it right before we move forward. Thank you. Are there any other questions from the councilors? Councilor yes. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, I, if it's not possible, I totally understand. Uh, but Paul, do you think you might be able to have that by Tuesday evening and we can discuss it at our full council meeting? have that discussion and be able to take the vote to send it to the CD board. I, I just don't see the reason to have another committee meeting um, when we could have the same discussion at the council meeting. Yes, if uh, if my colleagues are in, uh, that shouldn't be a problem. I, I could do it by Tuesday. So do we want to do this in committee the whole Tuesday night? Is that what we're thinking? I was thinking report it out and have the discussion in our full council meeting on, on Tuesday night. Yeah, so if we had a committee the whole at like 5.30 to, at that point, vote it out of committee and then take it up Tuesday night, is that is that what you're recommending or? That's fine with me. Um, I was just thinking we could just send it now to the full meeting and have the discussion at the full meeting. Um, but I'm if we want to have a committee meeting right before and then send it up after, that's fine with me too. I, I, would, I would just recommend one more committee meeting just because on the floor, you never know what may happen. Yeah. That would be my recommendation. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it, it we, just, we're at this point now, it doesn't really matter. I mean, we're, we're right here. If we could have that meeting the, the, that Tuesday instead of Wednesday, so we could maybe move this forward a little faster, I would like that. Okay, so let's do it, let's do it the Monday then. You wanna be Monday night? Let's Can you get the documents to us by Monday? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Paul's, Paul's going to get the documents, so I, I don't want to make this uh, regular meeting. an unreasonable request. So I'm thinking Tuesday night before our regular yeah. meeting, if we did it like 5.30, maybe 6 p.m. 6 is probably best. One hour to take a look at these last final questions. Then if everybody's happy, we vote it out and move forward. Perfect. Great. Does that work for everyone? Works for me. Good. Thanks. Okay. Uh -huh. I'm seeing, I'm seeing some smiles, so that's hopefully a good thing. Okay. The chair, Thank awaits, you, the chair awaits a motion. Actually, you know what? I apologize. There was a, there's a, David Miller has uh, been uh, on the call since the beginning. He's had a question. So, um, Mr. Miller, if you could please give us your name and address for the record. Hi, good evening. Mr. President, David Miller, uh, Groton, I live in Groton, Massachusetts, um, 200 Burnt Meadow Road, Groton, Massachusetts. Can you hear me? 
Uh, yes, I'm having a tough time, but if you could just uh, ask your question and we'll see what we'll do our best to address it. Okay, so I just had a question. Um, I don't have the updated redlined ordinance here um, with me. I just saw it tonight. But when, when we were looking at the ordinance before, I've been in all the meetings uh, thus far, there was an element for um, economic empowerment and social, uh, social equity applicants in the beginning. And I'm just wondering if the, if the council is planning on including minorities and women-owned businesses in the selection process and if there is going to be any priority applicants because of that. So that's, that's my first question. And I had one other question. Um, so the, the second question was relative to the application process, is it the council's intent or the, I guess there, there are a minimum of potentially three applicants that would be chosen by the Cannabis Advisory Committee that would be then allowed to negotiate a host agreement. The question is, if then they're allowed to um, go into the special permit process before executing the host agreement, would there be more than three chosen? Because then there could be more more groups going into the special permit process, but possibly not getting a host community agreement in the end. That's my question. Councilor Pierce. Uh, just on the first question, I believe the, the social equity economic empowerment we will be uh, discussing as part of the selection committee ordinance, not the zoning ordinance. I, okay. I don't have an answer to the second one. Okay. Correct. And, uh, uh, Mr. Mill, I apologize. I missed part of the second question. I know that um, you asked about the, I think the, num the number of licenses was it? No. So I'm just so I'm just wondering that if <coughs> Mr. Mill, one minute. I apologize. Oh, Council Affairs. Um, I think I think the question was so um, the cannabis advisory committee can approve people or pr provide a recommendation. Um, then the special permitting process can start. And the question was, would the cannabis advisory committee recommend more than three businesses? Because in the end, there can only be three. I think that right. was the question. Right. Right. I don't have the answer. <laughs> yeah, the special permit process can be, you know, lengthy and expensive as well. And if you you don't have a surety that you can get a host agreement. I guess that's part of the process, but I'm just wondering how that is planned by the council. Yeah, I, you know, I'll, I probably have to pass that question on to uh, Jonathan. So I, I can ask him that. Mr. Miller, if you want to leave your contact information, um, I can uh, get back to you on that piece. Okay, thank you. Adam has my contact, so thank oh, you. Oh, perfect. Okay, great. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much, Council. Thank you. Thank you for being so patient. Appreciate it. No, thank you, President. Mr. President, thank you. Okay. Um, any other questions from the Council? Okay, so it sounds like the plan is to reconvene Tuesday night, 6 p.m., um, and then we will uh, review the maps and uh, any information that uh, Paul Mokey can provide us and uh, we'll move on from there. Does that sound like a good plan? Right, Mr. Sounds President? Uh, that sounds like Councilor Marks. Mr. President, if we could yes. just make sure, we also invite the uh, city engineer as well as the building commissioner. Yeah, so, so it'll be the same list of attendees, we'll include the city engineer. As well, please. Yes. Okay, so we have that uh, Tuesday night. Um, we will have that meeting. Um, 
Okay, any other questions from the council? Okay, seeing and hearing none. Um, I will also add that we have a meeting next Thursday night with Tony Roselli for a budget update and uh, uh, Alicia Nunley as well. So um, uh, it'll be similar to probably that last meeting and that, that will be an update with regard to tax receipts and the budget uh, moving forward. So um, so just, just to, so you can mark your calendars in advance, June 4th, next Thursday. Uh, so we'll meet again on marijuana next Tuesday night, um, 6 p.m. Is there, is there any other question, uh, Councilor Beers? I was just going to make a motion to keep the paper in committee and adjourn. I don't know if I can do both at the same time, though. Uh, well, why don't we uh, keep the, uh, the motion of Council of Mayors to keep the paper in committee. Um, you reconvene next Tuesday night at 6 p.m. in committee of the whole. Second, Mr. President. On that motion by Council of Bears. Second, second by Council of Morell. Clerk Herbies, please call the roll. <laughs> Councilor Bears. Yes. Vice President Carviello. Yes. Councilor Knight. I believe he had to drop off the call, actually. Okay. Uh, Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morell. Yes. Councilor Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes. Six in the affirmative, zero in the negative, one absent. Uh, we will keep this paper in committee. We will meet again on Tuesday night to discuss this at 6 p.m. And until that time comes, meeting adjourned. Thank you, everyone, for your time. Have a good night. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Good night, everyone.